What's up, y'all? Another episode of Look at God, the part two that we promised you guys. We got B Love once again here with us. Boop, boop. I am here. I am back. B Love, no Eve. We got Jarvis. Jarvis the Prophet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm throwing up signs. Jarvis do it for the ground. Jarvis do it for the ground. I love it. No lie, that's a fire name. That, that name is so fire. Oh, yes, no, I got that. Listen, I got, I gotta gas you up when you deserve to be gassed up, my G. Hey, job good for the gram is so fire, bro. I hope you keep that for like whatever, however long. That name is fire. That name is that name is fire. He dropped the D. He dropped the D though. He was just going Django, Django Jarv. I thank the Lord for deliverance. <laughs> oh, where, where in that job? Where in that job? So no icebreaker today. That, we definitely preach. just gonna jump straight in. Let's jump straight in. Jump straight in. Shoot. And uh, as y'all know, last time we talked about racism. Yeah. We don't stay on this topic. That's cool, cool. Wait, but before we get on, can we? Because Derek actually made a self-discovery. You know, from yes. the last one. Because starting off when we're talking about having racist experiences, you were on the tip of you have not had any personal racial experiences. You just, you've heard of it. Either you're hearing it from friends, family, TV shows, movies. But what, what's going on with all that? Let's go. Let's go. All right. So they figured this is probably pretty good for some people who might be listening. Um... I was expressing um, after we got off last time how um, I have like a justifier on steroids. So being the logical, mathematical equation guy that I have expressed that I am, um, I can make it make sense. Um, And I think that could be destructive, Mm -hmm. um, especially in in, in matters like this. Um, Even when I was looking at um, this story, uh, and I didn't really dig too deep. But even as I was looking, you know, um, obviously the first initial emotions was frustration, aggravation, hatred, pain. Um, but shortly after, you know, there was the idea, well, what's the full story? Which I think it's, I it's, think it's important. important. That is it's important. important to know the full story, but um, I don't think anything justifies the death, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I think, um, so as I was expressing to them, you know, I've, I've had experiences where you know, I'd walk into a store um, and I've been banged up against, you know, a glass, like the freezer glass door um, and, and the cops searching me and, you know, some of the guys that I was with. Um, and, and I think when when I look at that, um, yeah, you could you could definitely see that as being one of those things where it probably was blown out of proportion. They should have asked questions. They should have, you know, hey, let me talk to you outside. But yeah, no, they came in guns blazing. Um, I guess we matched the description. I don't know. Um, but in my head, I was able to justify the situation. And I don't know if it's in the matter of protecting myself from my heart and heart, or it's, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why my brain processed the way that it does. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of times in any situation, racist, not racist, I can justify why something is going a certain way. Mm. Might be a defense mechanism. But right, and, and as a result, you you don't actually process it the way it needs to be processed. No, I definitely don't. No, I definitely don't. So you know, in, in matters in which I may have been pulled over or searched or whatever the case may be, oh, well, it, it's and we we 
we probably did something to get here or I told his dumb behind to, you know, keep his hand in the car and we attracted the wrong attention. So there's, mm. there'll, there'll be, there'll be reasons or, or, or I'll, I'll behavior modify once again, conforming and once again, not healthy to not put myself in those situations again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's not healthy. Right. Right. So they just, they just wanted me to impart that. So for any uh, of yeah. you guys who are, uh, justifiers like myself, because I, I definitely don't think that I'm I'm one of a kind in that matter. Yeah. Not, um, not in that matter. Yeah. He is one of a kind no, because God made you. Nobody shares your like like he he's just like he's job the hater now. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you are. You're job the hater now. Okay. <laughs> now, man. Now, now you're the hater. Okay. But yeah, that is that is very dangerous. That is very um. You know, you you don't give um the people that should be held against, you know, a certain, I don't mean these words. There's no responsibility held by those who are doing what they're doing when you are justifying their behavior. And that's, that justifying thing is bad. I mean, even in relationships, you know, he's beating me because whatever the case may be when you're in a physical situation. I knew he likes Mm -hmm. his food to be warm at this time and be ready. Yep. Yep. So we, that same, that same justifier that can operate in that woman can operate in each and every one of us in just different parts of our lives. Mm. So just be mindful of that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Wow. That is good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Look at and that, man. Look at God. Yeah. Yeah. She strong darted me. She yeah. held my arm the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Speak. Speak. Speak, my brother. <laughs> Today, you know, we're going to talk about racism from a black perspective. We black. Now I'm saying you black. I'm black. You black. Right. And, uh, we black. So we're going to speak about it from the black perspective, even though there is another side to this. So mm-hmm. I just want to make people aware it is another side. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. But when we, as we think about it from the black perspective, uh, do you feel, how do you feel like Satan uses racism or demons use racism? How does racism affect the black community? As far as our relationship with God, you would say. Mm, mm, that's good. Yes, um, I, I think it it attacks our trust and our faith in God, um, because it's it's like it's so funny. Yesterday in prayer, I was like, God, I don't know which is worse. Is it worse to believe you don't exist because you know all these things are happening? Because at that point. It's, it's this mindset of, well, since God is not fitting my definition, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Or is it worse that in the midst of all these things that are happening, all this bad, all these cries, all these tears, I'm still believing that you are loving and a good God. And I'm literally like, which is the worst one? And, 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 that, and that was such like a real moment because where I am in my faith, there's nothing that make me lose faith. There's nothing that anybody can say that make me think that Jesus is not God. There's nothing that anybody can say or anything that can happen that make me dismiss the fact that he is love, that he is, he has wisdom. He is sovereign. He is omniscient, that everything works out for the good. There's nothing that could ever um, dilute or, or um, elude me away from, from this, from these beliefs, you know? And it's like, but dang God, you know, but, but dang, it's like, am I, am I legit being a fool if I'm being hopeful right now? Am I just being a fool if I, if I'm holding on to faith right now? Like, 
which one of us is the bigger fool? Am I the bigger fool for believing? Or are they the bigger fool for not believing? And so it's like, and, and it's tough. And so I think, I think going through these things over and over and over again, what it does is it comes at a place where it wants to attack our hope and our faith in God and, and in who God is. So, so I think, I think that's, that's a big thing as to how it's affecting the black culture. Yeah. Yeah, I think also how it affects the black culture and how we view God. And I'm starting to see like this is, is growing now. I don't know if it was around in the, it probably was around since the 60s, but the whole black man is God theory where it's since the God who we serve isn't is strong enough to take care of the issue, I'm God myself, you know, and I feel like the racism and the identity makes us feel like we need to, uh, uh, since we've been emasculated, we need to show how much power we actually do have. And the whole black man is God. I, I have my own theory where I think it, it comes from, uh, since I was broken down so much, I need to build myself up to get myself mm. power. So I am God. Mm. I don't need I don't need this God in the sky. I'm my own God. Because since I've been broken down through this racism, through this, this slavery, and especially in this country, America. But since I've been broken down so much, I am my own God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stronger than he is. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like that's, I feel like it, it made us rely more on our own strength and rely less on God. That's what, that's what mm, I think that's good. That's good. No, very good. Um, I, I, I've probably arrived between the both of you guys with both emotions and what you guys are feeling. Um, yeah, there there is the idea of you know this this isn't ours. That's the God in which we're serving is your God, not our God. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. just a lot of mm-hmm. um, context and obviously just based on history um, of just the experience of the black people in this country. There is the hey, I'm just gonna take and 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 become my own God. I I'm going to save myself um, since you won't save us from this oppression or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, being being black in America and in, in, in the Christian space, it, it, it's it's definitely a, a tug of war um, between. Back to you, say which one's worse? You know, is it, is it believing or, or not believing? You know, um, and then where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. Where do I fit in? You know, there's as I mentioned last time, the whole idea of not being valued, not I mean, all all those things are just things that just grips you. And so this is a lot of lies, a lot of confusion. Um, yeah. that's in, that's just circulating. And unless you come to grips with them and, and attack them all at once, yeah, you, you'll be you'll be hindsighted and, and, and caught by another one, especially with things like what has been going on still continues to go mm-hmm. on. So even when you think you got past it, it's like, nah, here you go. Here goes another a little bit of right of that reality for you. Right. And and the thing is I think as we look at black history, yeah, you know, um, so here, the the white man is giving slaves their religion, yeah. but they're giving them a perverted religion. Yeah. So so then it's it's boom here. This is God, and this God is telling you to be obedient, yeah. to be to be obedient servants, to be obedient slaves, to listen to your masters. Yeah. You know this is what. And so there, at that point, it's like to believe in this God is to be foolish yeah. at this point, yeah. or it's like or you. This God is the God where I was oppressed, yeah, or that, or then yeah. it's it's well we pray to we pray to you and 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 here I was born in slavery and I'm dying in slavery and then wow. it's and then it's okay now we're free but 
the hate is still here. We're being lynched now. There's all this stuff. It's like, okay, so we're going to church and we're praying and we're we're hoping for better. And it's like, oh nope, but it's but we still gonna hold on to our faith. We're still gonna hold on in believing. And the thing is, people are watching, and I think we got to a place now where we're the I say we're millennials are the place of like I watch mama have faith. Yeah, I watched grandma have faith, and I saw what faith did for them, yeah. you know, and so it's like what is faith going to do for me? Because all I see is that they were still slaves. I see that they were still being oppressed. This was, And that still was going on now. So I could see why there's a lot of holding on more to I'm, I'm God and yeah. I'm holding on to my own, um, my own destiny, my own, my, I have power over my own life or even this whole, yeah, I'm spiritual. Yeah. I'm all this. And cause it's, it's as you go through things over and over again, you kind of get to a place of where are you? God, where are you right now? So, so it's so what racism has been doing to the black culture, it really has been beating us down. And it kind of it gets to a point where some people they're like, I can't take it no more. Yeah. And 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 so I have to leave. And some people it's like I will stay here because I know who God is. And so some people are looking at those who are staying going, you dumb as heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long are you going to stay here and let religion beat you down? Right. You know, so so yeah, I think that that's that's really a huge effect on on how religion, you know, is is how that's paired up with the history of black people in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because just, we have a broken image of people. So then we took that broken image of the people that gave us the religion and they gave us a broken version of the religion right. itself and we took that. And it's 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 hard to it's it's harder to be an African-American or be black, period, and say this is the religion I choose mm. just because it has such a negative context on black people for all those years of slavery. They used it to oppress us. You're right. So even when we think of culture, right, and we think of you guys are uh, Haitian-American, right? Oh, we right. consider yourself Haitian American. I'm, I'm, I don't really call myself Haitian American. I technically am though, but I call my, I always call myself Haitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah so yeah. they don't no, care. No, 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 Haitian. Yeah, definitely Haitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I, I've never really added the American part. Yeah, see, for me, I, I call myself Jamaican American, but mm. I am Jamaican yep. and American right. both. Right. So it's different. So I don't know if I would, if I was like full Jamaican, I'd just say, oh, I'm Jamaican. Because mm. I, I feel like I got to say both. Because to honor yeah, both of your parents. Yeah, yeah. I better not get confused, but I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm both of them. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when, when we think about you guys, man, and your parents, you guys were both born here, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So your parents came here when in their adult life? Or my, my mom was like late teen, probably yeah. early twenties. Yeah, my mom was older. I think she was about thirty when she came. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen somebody put America KKK after on on social media after this. Yeah, America. But you, when you think about your parents, yeah, and them coming from Haiti to have this better life, and then getting here to see like, yo, wow, this is a problem here. How do you feel like that affects somebody from the Haitian American culture to say, yo, I my parents came from Haiti or if I came from Haiti, we came to Haiti for a better life and we come and we're introduced to a whole new side of life. How would that affect you? How does racism affect you guys as Haitian Americans, you would say? Um, I think 
Um, I think there's there's always a, a concern or a care whenever you come into a new land. It doesn't particularly have to be America. It could be Europe. It could be wherever. I think, like I said, the 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 evils that exist here um, exist everywhere. They just take different faces. Um, so I think there was just a natural care um, when my mom came, um, obviously into the states, whatever the case may be. She would she would be mindful of what's going on either through herself or through church sisters so she would make reference of hey you know be careful you know you see what happened or there was a story like i i can't count how many stories i've heard growing up oh this person drowned this person skipped school hey listen 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 um so i think that was more my experience i think once again as i mentioned florida is in the south but the idea of racism is not really as is like it's it's not yeah it's not like that that dark cloud that's like out here i think Mm -hmm. if we would have been in Georgia or Carolinas, I think we definitely would have had. I think I had more conversations about racism when I moved to Georgia than my whole life growing up here. Because yeah. my mom obviously knows, okay, now you're up there. You're not you're not down here anymore. So um, I, I think they, even though there is a language barrier, even though there is um, so many different things, th- there's, there's just, they're going to be evil no matter where you go. So I think it was, it was more just care, just just, hey, be careful. Hey, be careful with friends. Be careful with girls. Be careful with anything. <laughs> um, and it wasn't too much, not too much racism. I, I I think there was small conversations of, hey, you know, you are black. But it wasn't, it wasn't like a dominating conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just more care, love, and yeah. I, I think for me, I think it's, I think it's a lot harder for, like, um, our Haitian parents to view racism because, Immigrants that they come in and they take on these certain jobs, you know, um, they take jobs in hospitality or they'll take jobs in transportation. Um, and so they I believe that they, they kind of have this mindset of, OK, I'm in this country. I'm here to do a better job. Let me just keep my head low. So mm-hmm. if, if so with them experiencing racism, it's kind of like I got to take it. You know, this is part of my job. Okay, they asked me to do this. I'm going to do it because keep my head low, make sure I get my money so I can feed my family, so I can keep a roof over my head. I think for them, they're looking at the goal at the end of the day. And so they are willing to take a lot more than what a lot of other people were would be willing to take because they understand the, the state that they're in. They understand. I, I came from another country. Um, my English is not all that good. So it's like, I was able to get this. Let me hold on to this. Cause what are, how easy will it be to find another job? I don't really know. And so I think there's a lot that they swallowed and there's a lot that they just overlooked and they, and they took and probably they even adopted to be part of the culture in a sense of, okay, yeah. So boss man talk, got it. Like, that's just what it is. And so they kind of teach like, Hey, when they talk to you, listen to them when they talk to you. When, Cause it's like, automatically they adopted this person is over me yeah and it is my job to submit under this person so i don't i don't know if they necessarily really viewed racism the way you know like african americans you know people who who were born here who have that history of my great great grandparent was a slave type of thing um i don't i don't i don't think they they don't have that same context and and so and so i think that's why it was a little different now they will tell us warning they will they will talk to us about these stories that they're seeing on the news and stuff that they're hearing you know they're like a lot of talks about friends because friends will get you in trouble yeah. you know there are but like most of the time if my mom is, is is telling me to be careful or she's talking to any of us of being careful it's it's mainly don't get arrested 
Be careful not to get yourself in trouble. Be careful the crowd that you're hanging out with because they can get you arrested. At the end of the day, it was, don't dirty my face in these streets. Yeah, I raised you. I raised you a certain way. Don't go out here and embarrass me in these streets. So that that that's that's mainly what it is. Because uh, Asians are very prideful people. So if you got people talking negatively of their kid, they're talking negatively of them, and they're not down for that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's mainly the stuff that I would hear growing up. It wasn't necessarily be aware as it pertains to racism. Yeah. You know. So yeah. yeah. I think for me, I was always made to be aware as it came to racism, especially on my, because, my, you know, I'm half Jamaican, half black, but on my dad's side, which is African-American, you know, we always, I always heard certain stories like uh, my great-grandfather, my great-great-uncle, so my grandmother's brother, not a great-great-great-uncle, so he has uh, cerebral palsy, so, you know, he always, had, he's still alive today, has cerebral palsy, and my dad told told us a story about how he had cerebral palsy when we were young. I remember my sister was picking on this dude who was in uh, ESC, and I told my dad because like I was friends with the kid. I told my dad, and then he set us all down and gave us a speech. And he was telling us the only reason he, our uncle, was uh, had cerebral palsy because when they lived in uh, when they lived where they lived, they lived in some central place in uh, Central Florida. But my great grandmother is white passing, so since she's mm. white passing, she with a black black dude, like a black black as ever, black as his mic black. So she was with this dude, and she's white passing. They thought they were an interracial couple. Mm. So when they had the baby, they threw it in the garbage. So when they threw the baby in the garbage, a nurse heard the baby crying. They told them that the, the baby had died. So then the nurse heard the baby crying. So as they're leaving, they say, "Okay, here goes your baby." And they was like, wow, they thought the baby was dead, but then he had cerebral palsy from a lack of oxygen during that, that time. With that, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. With that, uh, the Bible tells us to, therefore, go and make disciples. You know, that's the last thing Jesus says. When, he's, uh, when he gives the Great Commission, he tells them to go and make disciples, uh, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, when we think about that, what are the challenges of making disciples through race because of racism? What 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 challenges have we faced in making disciples just because of this systemic racism that still exists in America today? Um, with me, one thing that I, I've been challenging myself is like I actually want to be exposed to more white people. I actually want to be friends with, with white people. Um, like if I think my group of friends, I'm not picturing any white person and, and I've been faced with like, that's a problem. I actually need to interact more and not just interact in passing. Like at the end of the day, like I know white people. Sure. White people know me. Sure. Um, if we have any of our numbers, it's more like on a business type of thing or a ministry type of thing, but I don't have actual conversations with white people. And, and that to me is like, that's a challenge. And like, okay, that, that definitely needs to change. You know, I need to broaden that spectrum in that particular way. And, and so that is a desire that I do have. Um, as I think of, but like, as I think of like that racist person, you know, uh, I, I don't feel challenged to do that because I look at the racism and I go, you're like this because there is a, you don't understand who Jesus is. 
you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I understand that that is where that healing comes and that is where that understanding comes. Like when I read certain comments under pictures of of Ahmad and people are, are out here justifying, talking about, oh, well, what did you expect? Like, you know, here Ahmad was threatening them. They're the ones with the guns who followed him, but somehow Ahmad is the one threatening two people with guns. Okay, you know, I'm reading these type of comments and I'm kind of going like, how are you this dumb? How are you this dense? How is it that you don't understand? And then it, it brings me back to the place of, because you don't know the truth. You don't know Jesus. So of course you, of course your vision is gauzy as it relates to other human beings, you know? And so I don't, I don't have this mindset of, you don't deserve salvation. You don't deserve grace or you don't deserve mercy or to be saved because you have been this monster in society. I actually see it as, wow, when you come to know Jesus, your perspective on all this will change. And, and one thing that that um that I do see, though, and, and I think one thing that really hurts me is because as we look at racism, we look at white supremacy. These are people who are heavy on the right wing. These are people who are calling themselves Christians. And that's the part that hurts me more because they're here going, I I am a Christian. You know, I'm, I'm an American. I'm a Christian. Those, those are two things like nobody can take away from them. Like, you know, like that's it. And it's like, my dude, what you think Christianity is, is not what it is at all. And you're so disconnected from it. And I think that's something that's so dangerous because these people are justifying the way they are based on religion, the same religion the slave owners had, the same religion um, people had during segregation. That is the same religion, this American pride Christianity is that same religion, that same Christianity that we see hundreds of years ago. So so with, with that, I'm like, there is a huge need for evangelism, a huge need for the for evangelism to people who are calling themselves Christians. And that's the reason why a lot of churches, there's this disconnection in churches. They don't want to talk about race and they don't want to talk about all this stuff. And it's because you are disconnected to who Jesus really is. Um, as you said, said um, I think of red states and I think of a place like a Georgia or an Alabama. A lot of the southern states are the red states. And yeah, what, what you'd like to think of is even I think last time you mentioned Emmett Till. Emmett Till is distant to us, but it really isn't that far distant. The, the people who, let's say, for instance, are in power now, their their dads, their granddads were responsible for, for what happened. So it, it is still the same religion. Yeah. It's it's still the same. It's still the same foundational way of thinking. It's still the same way of operating. So yes, when you, when you think of red and you think of, you know, hey Christian quote unquote backgrounds, yeah, this is still the same poison that they're still eating. Um, so that's, that's very good that you brought that up. Um, from my perspective, uh, discipling, I, I don't think I'd have an issue. I haven't discipled to a Caucasian. Um, I, I think. Um, once again, due to, for instance, my experience, I don't think that I've, I've had, um, I don't have any bad experiences with them. I remember walking through Walmart um, and this guy randomly, I actually, I, I approached him for work saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for some quality people. And, you know, I said, yeah, sure, I take my own number down. And he ended off with, is there anything I could pray for you at the moment? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. 
stuff like that, maybe I can count on one hand in my whole life. Someone who just randomly that you really don't know from a can of pain. Yeah. And his first response after the end of the conversation, like, hey, is there anything I could pray for you? Yeah. You know, that's his form of evangelism. I'm not saying that it's correct. Yeah. Actually ended up developing developing a relationship with that, that guy. And he's, he's a Caucasian. Yeah. He's yeah. a Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'd meet up to coffee shops, we'd talk, talk, tell me a little bit of where he's at, where I'm at. And it was it was a good experience. And I don't know if it was necessary that he was Caucasian, but yeah. it was a good experience to even see someone that you didn't know in a very short time into your life and kind of sort of walk with you with whatever you're going through. Yeah. So I I don't think I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Once yeah. again, just just from my, just from my experiences. Once again, a lot of where our framework comes is our experiences or, or, or our parents' experiences, or you know. Um, so, I, I think I could do a better job discipling as a whole, black, white, yellow, wherever you're from. Yeah. Um, Say yellow, yellow is racist. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. That song, the song is racist. Red and yellow, black. Yeah, it's a racist song. So don't do that. We are Red precious yellow, in his sight. Yeah, it's, ra- it's a racist Red song. Yellow. It's a racist it's song. Racist. It's all racist. So be careful. Yeah. Hey, hey. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> no matter um, where you're from or your background, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd have an issue discipling, but I can't see how things like what is happening can mm-hmm. obviously create right. uh, a yeah. wall, yeah. Uh, That's a, a good, reservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, definitely. For me, I'm on both ends. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm on Berlin's end, but I'm also on another end where I I feel at certain times I lost a heart to care mm-hmm. about white people at times. Mm-hmm. So when you when it comes about discipling, it's so much love that discipling is supposed to display. Right. Where you're supposed to have like this relentless, I want to give you Jesus just because I love you. Right. And I know that you're gonna have this everlasting great relationship that I have. Right. And I want to offer you the same. I want you to have this. This is why I'm doing it for you. Right. So I have that for my, my black brothers, brothers my black sisters. But at time I like that, not even just for white people, but for Hispanics. Like it's just like I want to see you saved, but do I really care about the salvation of somebody who's white? And I struggle with that at times. Wow. Mm. So that's real. I feel like that that's how it affects me discipling. Another way right. that I feel like it affects me discipling is sometimes I move in fear where it's like, yo. When I'm discipling to black people, and they're like, "Man, that's the white man's religion." Certain times, like, I'd be, I, I'd be like, "Man, it's hard to like the to go back and forth with that mm-hmm. to the point where I just fall back." I'd yeah. be like, "Man, this how it is. Yeah. You, you, hey, whatever your truth is, I, I gotta leave you there yeah. because it's hard for me to come back. It's the white man's religion, and then you turn on the TV and you see this you all see the stuff time. Like this happening, and then you or you go look in your history books and you see the same white man." Who oppressed us, you know, the same white man who oppressed us is on money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, how mm-hmm. can I how, how can can I combat this? Yeah. And when these people, even when you think about the, the KKK, they burn in crosses. Mm-hmm. They think they're Christian. They do. You know what I'm saying? So when you think that I'm Christian and you're doing these things of out of a Christian view, it's hard for me to combat, like, no, this that's not that's not it. So since I don't want to get bad at times. I just fall back. Mm-hmm. So it's either made me fearful <laughs> or it made me black love. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how it affected me personally. That's real. Yeah, that's 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 real. Yeah. That is a sight, man. I don't, I don't know the history behind it. Um, 
but I'm I'm thinking one second you're singing a part of the choir, next second, Burnham. Yeah. Yeah, KKK is is who is the people in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was people who held respectable yep. offices. No, of course, high. You know, high power, right? It's, and pe- people knew who people were. Like they weren't secrets yeah. at the end of the day, but hey. Yeah, you know, it's funny they would cover their face, almost like to protect themselves of the shame of what they're doing. Like, hey, it's it's so that they can move, they can move around as freely as they want to. Yeah. I don't um, think it's shame. Yeah, I don't think it's shame at all. I don't think it's shame at all. What do you I think? Hiding? I think it's to inflict fear. It's it's mm-hmm. the imagery. It's a symbol. Did you have to cover your face? You know, it's a it's a symbol to do it. It's it's so that way. At the end of the day, nobody can be like, "Oh, who's invest?" The same police officer who's investigating this was the same police officer who burned up my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, black people can't point you out. Yeah. When I say people know, mm-hmm. the people in the white community know who KKK is. Yeah. The goal is, it's really a game that's being played on black people. You don't know who we are. You don't know which one of us you said hi to and is coming to burn up your house. You don't don't know if, you know, I'm this police officer who's taking a report and you don't know I'm I'm going like, yeah, I'm the one who burned your junk up. I'm the one who killed your daddy. I'm the one who, it's, it, 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 it really, it's not that they're hiding themselves from their own community. I don't think everyone in their community knew it, but that could be a conversation. Yeah. If we're saying everyone 100%. Yeah. No. I, I think like any gang, you I mean, know? It's, it's, we know who we are. But if you're not with us, and I don't know. I think plenty of people know. Like, people even, know. even with gangs. People know. People know who's part of what gang. People or, know. It's an unspoken, like, it's, it's just this unspoken truth to be. Yeah. Like, we not. Because at the end of the day, they have to look like law-abiding citizen. The things KKK was doing was illegal. Mm-hmm. It was illegal to do the things that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they they would be working against themselves because it gets to a place where it's like, we got your back, but like, dang, you tied our hands here because everybody saw that you did this. Mm-hmm. How do we, like, a slap on the wrist means you're still going to be doing some time. A slap on the, like, so it, it, it kind of ties their hands in that type of way. So putting the hood on. It, it gives them this this ultimate freedom in a sense. Yeah, I'm investigating it, but I'm not investigating it. Yeah. I know who did it for real. You feel me? It's like at the end of the day, there won't be any justice. I'm the one who was out here doing it, but it gave them an extra freedom. I don't believe it was tied to shame at all. Yeah, yeah. Like at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and racism is so like stretched because even in small instances where you think like, man, this. Oh, you Democrat, you're not racist. Hmm. Even they can be racist. Even Republicans can be like, and it's not just like, limited yeah. to like a party. Exactly. And, but for so long, it's yeah. black that's people, how it was. We limited to like, that's oh, how it the was. Republicans are racist. Yeah. But Democrats, Democrats are not. He came to my church. You know, and not. then you hear about certain presidents, I don't want to say that, like, certain presidents where they uh they may have oppressed people in Haiti or done things where they they did faulty things. Even right. like, man, I thought you were part of. Right. If you're gonna say oppressed people in Haiti, you might as well say her name. Nah, no, Cub gonna go. I thought Cub was gonna really be discreet. Yeah, like, like in my head, the moment he said certain presidents, I went, I went, Then he said Haiti. I went. So at this at this point, all you gotta do is Google. President that oppressed in Haiti. Oh, Bill Clinton. Okay, Bill and Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah but even, even let, let, we'll, I'll say Bill and Hillary. 
But even even though they take the Democratic stance, we always thought the Democratic Party rocked with us. Yep, that was the mindset. So you know, I, I feel like it's but, liberal. It's but, all it's all oppression. Yeah, it's all it's oppression. all slavery of the mind. Yeah, and it's hard to identify. Just like with the mask, it's hard to say like, oh, it's you. Yeah, it's you. It's yeah. you because it's something that goes on in the heart. Yeah, that it's is not good. something that goes on. In bro, the that was so deep. That was Thank so you. deep, man. Thank look at look at God, bro. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Flesh and blood not reveal. But but. People are still wearing a hood. Yeah. People are still with this facade. And that's the thing with the whole KKK hood. It's the facade. Yeah. It's a, I actually put this mask on to show you who I really am. Wow. That's really what it is. Wow. You know? And so we're living in a world now. Yeah, they don't have that hood on, but they still is a mask. There is still something where they are hiding their true intentions and hiding their real hearts. And so this idea of if you belong to a party, you're automatically a racist. If you belong to another party, you're automatically not, is false. There are people in the Republican Party who are not racist. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't take the stance and it has, they don't take the stance because it is related to race. Right. It has nothing to do with race. Right. You know, there's some people that are there because they're trying to protect their assets or it just makes better, it just makes sense to them based right. on the way they live their lives. You know, and, and then there's certain people who are racist, but they are taking the democratic stance for whatever reason they want to take that stance. And so we can't look at one and be like, oh, Nope. If you're part of this family or part of this party, then you're yeah. definitely this and yeah. or you're definitely that. That's not true. We can't we can't do that. That's unfair wow. to do. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> you're talking heavy, man. And uh, I want to really get on <laughs> because it's such a topic that taboo to talk about in the church. Yeah. And it's something that we skip over, just like how we skip over homosexuality to agree. How just how we skip over rape and how women should be treated. I feel like the church needs to address this issue of race. And my question is to you guys, how does the church respond to this? Like how are they doing it currently or how should they be doing it? Well we you can get both. You can get both <laughs> you okay, Dan? <laughs> you okay, Dan? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I totally understand what was going on. I believe the church has been challenged with this lately. You know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, it has brought stuff to the surface where it can't be, you know, brushed under the rug anymore. It can't be swept under the rug anymore where it's like, you now have to address this and what are you doing? And a lot of churches have been faced with that. And I, I believe throughout the past years, the past few years, we have been seeing church numbers changing. People are, a lot of millennials left church because they're like, why is my pastor not talking about stuff that yep. matters to my life? Yep. Why, why now we have a discussion where people are going, let's not talk about race. Just give me the gospel. Why are we now? And then that's a stupid saying. Okay. How do you not care about people and you're talking about the gospel? Yeah. How, that I. <laughs> um, but, but there has been an exodus in lots of churches lately because there are pastors who are not talking about it. There has also been lots of exodus in churches because there are pastors who are talking about it. Mm -hmm. So we're actually seeing, we're actually seeing people are leaving churches based upon this because people are looking to see what is the church doing? And especially churches that are led by white pastors. What are you doing? You know, um, are you talking about what's going on or are you not talking about what's going on? You say you want a multicultural church. Do you care about what what particular cultures in your church are going through with the black churches? 
Are you building us to have a hardened heart? Are you keeping us at a place where we're identifying with this hurt? Or are you trying to push us to a place of understanding, a place of healing and a place of love? And so um, both dynamics, they, they have a huge challenge as to as to how they're going to respond because they're responsible for a whole congregation at that point. Yeah. And so I, I, I commend um, white pastors who are bringing this up to the forefront, who are acknowledging how these are heart problems, how there's a gospel issue, which is why these things are happening um, to those pastors who are trying to separate loving people from the gospel. I challenge those pastors to actually go and learn the gospel learn the ministry of Jesus because you cannot separate loving people from the ministry of Jesus, from the purpose of why Jesus came down to earth, from the purpose as to why Jesus died on that cross. You're talking about the gospel. Why did Jesus die? And how is that not related to racism? How is that not related to the hearts of man, you know, and, and to the, the black pastor who is so enthralled in the culture, you know, there's a challenge. Let go of that idolatry of culture. We can't hold on to the culture. Like I understand why culture is so big in black churches, but it has become idolatry, you know? And so um, we have to let that go for the sake of the gospel. So, so, so with that, it's in honesty, the response has to be the gospel period. That that is what the wow. the response needs to be. Wow. I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you figure out who you're speaking to. Listen, yeah. this is what yeah. you do. Yeah. I don't know how I follow that, but yes, the gospel is definitely <laughs> um, the answer to that. The culture is definitely heavy um, in the black community. Back to what we were speaking earlier. I mean, it's almost like you've taken so much from us. We got to have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got to have something. So, um, yes, it could, it could, it could, it could, it, it could be wood in the fire when things like this happen, and they just they they run with it. To be honest with you, versus really taking a step back, really looking at what Jesus did, and, and figuring out how this slain man's story, or, or your story, or your experiences can be the working of God. You know, so. I don't think, and then I think trying to separate it, your emotions and, 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 and all that, and just kind of sort of just going straight to Jesus is, is missing the picture as well, as you were saying, like you have to, I mean, his story um, was a story, but it's his story without your story um, for it, in regards to, cause the gospel doesn't need you per se, but your the power, the power within what you're describing through your personal experiences, they can't take that away from you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's a matter of, of allowing whatever experiences you, you've been through and showing how God has worked through that, how his grace has been so good um, through all those things. Um, so yeah, black pastor, white pastor, multicultural church, big church, small church. Um, you can't, you can't just breeze through these things like they're not happening. You can't, you can't not, um, give people um, some guidance. I mean, you're especially if you're at a church. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be watching over a flock, and they need they need some guidance, you know. And if you aren't going to provide the guidance, I will take me and my Bible somewhere else, and we'll definitely <laughs> we'll get to someone who, who who's going to um, speak on these matters and and help me possibly make clear of, of certain questions that I may have. Yeah. So. Since I had to speak, I since, had to, you, since you had to, I, I had, you didn't have to. I didn't have to. Speak. You, you did, did a phenomenal yeah, job. Yeah, you did a phenomenal wow. job. Crazy, right? and, and, uh, 
you know, you gave the perfect answer. Perfect. And now I'm challenging you because, you know, we do have a hangout host here, right? Can you bring racism and tell how the gospel, show the gospel and racism? To show. Show yeah. how the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I, I totally got you in that. You want me to you want me to wrap this up with the gospel wrap here? The funny thing is that there's there's two aspects of it. Um to 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 black folks who are feeling this, you know, and, and it's not to say that there aren't white people who are crying with us too, you know, um, because there there are I have seen people, I've seen support, I've seen people who are just crying out in outrage, who are weeping yes, with those who weep. You know, but as as black people who have been going through oppression for year after year after year, um, understand that we serve a God who understands oppression, who understands being hated for no apparent reason, who understands not belonging, who understands people who who should care. You know, are the ones who wants to stone him, are the ones who want to kick him out. They're the same ones who want to bring up false charges. These things are not absent to the black experience. You know, this idea of false charges, this idea of being set up, this idea of of be, getting beaten down and being killed, you know, from the hands of, of people who are oppressing you, the hands of people who look down on you. You know, Jesus went through that himself. If we're reading his his story, that's what he he did. And similar to the black story, because because as, as we read the story of slaves, you know, it's like you said, like they did not go to Africa and steal slaves. They stole doctors. They stole kings and queens. They stole engineers. They stole people who have purpose you know, and, and they were demeaned. And the same way we see a God who sat on the throne most high, who left that title, that identity that he had and was lowered down to be less as well. And we see that same God go on a cross and die, die for, for us who are oppressed and for us who have been a part of the oppression as well. Because while he was up there, he cried out and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he was not only crying this for the Jews at the time, because there were people, the, the Roman soldiers were also patronizing him. You know, they put a sign up on his cross. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They too took part in that. And the thing that we're seeing here is that there is a grace for you on whatever side of the spectrum you may be on, whether it's the passive side who has not been speaking up, whether it's the patronizing side, whether it's you also share in that oppression, regardless of whatever it is, when his blood was shed, it was shed for all in every single spectrum that there is. And when he rose up from the grave, he rose up to give new life to everybody, regardless of who you were before, regardless of what you did, regardless of how you went through it. There is a hope of new life that we have in Jesus Christ because he rose again from the grave. I just seen smoke walk <laughs> up the screen. Oh man! Wow, man, the gospel is so liberating, bro. Mm -hmm. like, it just puts you in a space where you, it makes you emotional. But, oh man, your eyes every time. Yeah, man. Thank you, Berlin, man. Thank you again, my sister, for coming. Speaking to us, man, and having this conversation that is yeah. so needed. Be loved. I feel the love. Great. Yes. I feel the love. Be loved, man. Allow yourself to be loved by God, man. <laughs> People and others. 
Well, thanks again for listening to another episode that wraps up this two-part series. Um, hopefully it has been liberating. Hopefully it has um, enlightened. Um, and definitely don't just press to these matters as if they don't matter. Um, do dig deep. Do ask questions. Um, your thoughts, your emotions, your questions do matter. Please share, comment, subscribe. And we do look forward to catching you on another episode. Kinky. My nose is white, my skin is technicolor 